This this is the Rich Eisen show. So, uh, what's your impressions of what you what you have in your hands, and what what do you what do you think uh, deserves spotlighting, Jay Billis? Well, first of all, you have no idea what I have in my hands right now. The Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Today's guests, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. NFL insider for The Athletic, Michael Lombardi. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Michael Irvin. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're live in Los Angeles, California, here on a very busy mid-March Tuesday. I am your humble host, best dad ever still, um, despite my children not going to bed on time last night. Over-caffeinated and tired. That's exactly how you like me, Chris Brockman. I know, you know that's it, how you baby. like me. Good to see you hey, over Rich, there. Hey, uh, Rich, sorry, I got to go. I've just been signed by the Patriots. Understood. <laughs> Understood. And Understood. There you go. And actually, he's leaving. He took two steps for comedic purposes for those watching on Peacock. You know that, listening on radio. Good to see you, Mike Del Tufo. How are you? you? TJ Good Jefferson. You. Good to see you over there. And I will tease this off the top. Big T.J. Jefferson news coming up on this week. Yes. Big major T.J. Jefferson news on this program. Are we on the cover yes. of another no. local Pennsylvania newspaper? First of all, he was on the front page. Oh. Secondly, he was below the fold. But based on everything that's happening, could be above the fold very soon. That's where we start a tease. Um, good to see everybody out there. Thank you for joining us here on Peacock or this uh, Rich Eisen Show terrestrial uh, radio affiliate or Sirius XM channel 211 NBC Sports Audio. So every year, um, the NFL free agency period leaves us uh, with a storyline that has a season-long arc to it. The reason why the NFL is so uh, great um, and is so... uh, um, front and center in in this great North American uh, country of ours, America, is because it's a week-to-week league. You know, what happens on a Sunday, we talk about for an entire week, and that can totally change the next Sunday, and that's what we talk about for the entire week and so on and so forth. And you multiply that by 32 teams, and you got yourself on top of people uh, sprinkling maybe a little bit of their hard-earned American dollars on top of stuff, uh, a league that's highly popular. But there are season-long storyline arcs that are usually born out of a draft or out of a free agent signing. Last year, the uh, storyline was obvious. Tampa Bay getting Tom Brady, and then uh, Gronk shows up in the spring, and then um, right uh, on the doorstep of the season, Leonard Fournette, and in the middle of the season, Antonio Brown, and I just named for you all the people who scored touchdowns for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their championship season in the Super Bowl. So, that's an outlier, though. You don't want to be the active team in the spring. You don't want to be that team that signs everybody. You don't want to be that team that everyone's talking about. Well, what a signing. Like, say, C.J. Mosley with the Jets. Five years, $85 million he has since signing that contract, played a grand total of two National League football games. Don't want to be that team. That's why Packers fans go crazy you know, when Ted Thompson, may he rest in peace, would sit on his hands right around now. Yep. And you're, you know, and they would go crazy watching everybody sign everybody. And then it's just kind of like that Hoosier scene, because everything goes back to Hoosiers for me, where Coach Dale is 
waving his game plan in his leather satchel at the howling fan base. Like, I got this. This is my plan. Chill out, everybody. That's why the Patriots never really dipped a toe in free agency. They let everybody else make these crazy-ass deals while they sit back in the Patriot way and beat your brains in. Now, the New England Patriots, they haven't just dipped a toe in free agency. (laughs) They have been caught in the riptide. They They have been dragged in the undertow. They are... They're full all in. Like, Belichick has cannonballed off the keel of 19 rings, or whatever he's calling his boat. There is a new cryptocurrency in the National Football League, and it is called Billcoin. Let's go. Remember, Chris, just way back when, way oh, back man. when, say, like last week when they signed uh, Cam Newton. <laughs> That's right. We're right, like, right. well... Uh, Who's he going to play with? And yep. and then the conversation was also, I forget which, I think it was Peter King said, our colleague from here on NBC Sports and NBC Sports on Peacock, he said, this is Belichick's way of saying to Cam, not your fault, our fault. We didn't surround you with the necessary tools. We didn't surround you with the necessary preparation. We signed you in June. Our bad. We've got it. Right. Boy, do they have it. Oh, baby. Boy, do they have – who are they going to play with? Oh, baby. Well, how about not one but two tight ends in John o. Smith and Hunter Henry? How about not two. one but two wide receivers in Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne? And how about we get you back on the field by rushing the passer with Matt Judon from uh, Baltimore and then we'll snag Jalen Mills to play on the back end? How about that? And that's just not even the, guys the full are extent. Back. This is not the full extent. The opt-out guys that are back. Well, it's not also all the free agent signings that they've had. We just, we just, we just gave you six keys. Like the keys are jangling; they're all on the ring. And 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 it's it's kind of crazy because we're not used to this sort of thing. And um, you know, Jalen Mills is coming on the back end of, end of a defense where J.C. Jacksons of the world get turned out. Uh, I, I, you got to figure he's going to be improved, and then. You take some one of you know, look edge pass rushers. Nine out of ten top edge pass rushers went off the board yesterday. Yeah. The top, like you look at anybody's top ten list of pass rushers, you know, pretty much ninety percent of them were taken off the board yesterday. And and Belichick grabbed one, got to rush the passer, and it's all the better that it, you take you take one from Baltimore. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay, and so. To that mix, Edelman, you're assuming is going to come back, and then you've got your running back core that my my that 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 you already have Damian Harris and Rex Burkhead and Sony Michelle, and you know I know James White is there, but he's expected to leave. But uh, Edelman comes back to that, right? Jacoby Myers, add him to the list. Nikhil Harry, uh, he better start balling in uh, in practice, otherwise he might wind up somewhere else. And suddenly Cam Newton, now it's like Cam Newton. Here we go. Here we go. Cam likes to throw the football a little high sometimes. How about two monstrous tight ends for you to throw to? And this is not just your normal free agent signings. Don, would you mind putting that board of the six keys that we put up there? If you notice, none of them are longer than four years. Right. Okay. And if you notice, only two are 50 million and north. And all of them 
by the time Tome eats ball this year, after having all their birthdays and during the season, none of them will be age 30 or above. None of them are these, you know, like second, Veterans. third year contract free right. agents that you're overspending for because you're trying to eke out the last couple of years of their prime years. Hunter Henry will be 27 in December. Um, John o. Smith turns 26 in August. So does Kendrick Bourne. Judon turns 29 in August. Aguilar will be 28 in May. And Mills is 27 next month. They're all in their prime years. They're young. Yeah, this isn't Junior Seau coming over to try to chase a ring. Now, here's the issue, and I'm not saying that, like, that this will be one, but it, it who's going to be the one to teach him the Patriot way? Who's that one? Is it Edelman? Who's the one in the locker room who's going to teach him the Patriot way? Is it Hightower coming back? Is it's, it Patrick Chung coming Devin back? McCourty, McCourty Devin, coming, yeah, exactly. Right? Like, that's the guys. Yeah, cause, sure. you know, cause, and Cam. Let's not forget the re-signing of Cam, what this means. Cam was chosen by New England out of, one would say, last summer. Desperation is one way to put it. That's one way to put it, and I think that that's not putting it anything pretty, other than spitting accurate. truth. Yeah, okay? pretty accurate. Now they chose Cam by absolute, total, want to, not need to, want to choice. And he's gonna got all these new teammates. Who's been through it before? Cam Newton. Your quarterback's been through it before. He's gonna be more confident. I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it. Oh, I've already talked myself into it. I know this. you've <laughs> talked yourself into it. And it's again, welcome to the rest of us in the NFL, where we're all hoping that our team has made the right moves in March. You're never worrying about that with the Patriots. You, sometimes you're like, you're you're you only play the in Bill we trust card down on the table on a draft weekend where he drafts three players despite having ten picks because he's traded seven of them to move around the draft board to get guys you've never heard of or trade for fourth and fifth and sixth rounders next year. And that's part of it too that you always wonder that you know Bill is always playing that four the game of four dimensional chess. Right. He knows what next year's draft will hold at the linebacker position because he's that smart. Or is he just in this case, you're seeing it already. You're seeing the, that yeah, Bill saw down the road. He saw what free agency is this year. He knows it's a smaller cap. He's got a huge piece of the cap pot. The average cap space coming into the free agency in the NFL for a team was 13 million. Patriots had over 60. Yep. So, you know, everybody's already adding the layer of Belichick sees the chessboard in a way that your team does not by saying he has made these moves and this is why he's striking now. You won't ever see this again and that's entirely possible. Or they went 7 and 9, Brady wins the Super Bowl, he's like screw it. I, I got to throw all the chess pieces up in the air. I think that's probably part of it too. If Bill is completely honest with himself, well, Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated's first up on that very subject. And then in terms of what Belichick is doing and thinking, we have a Belichick whisperer on the program. Michael Lombardi goes back to the Cleveland Browns days with him for the 90s. And then we all know he spent some time in the front office after his tenure as the Cleveland Browns general manager last decade. And also um, Raiders general managers from back in the day. And then... 
just like yesterday, prior to appearing on NFL Network after this show and their free agency frenzy program, um, with our third hour guest, as I did yesterday with Kurt Warner, I'm going to be on with Irvin, Michael Irvin, after this show later on today when I stay after class to do double duty. So I'll have a pre-interview with Michael Irvin. We have not spoken to him since the DAC signing. That's right. We since the conversation that we had that did very well on our Twitter feed, at Rich Eisen Show, by the way, of does the DAC signing put um, Dallas in the catbird seat, not just in the NFC East, but in the NFC writ large? I will go team by team with him. Does this put Dallas above Green Bay? Does this put Dallas above New Orleans? Certainly with Jameis signing there yesterday. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk on this show yesterday called his shot saying that the Taysom Hill four-year, $140 million contract extension was mostly all paper. They could have chosen any dollar figure off the top of their head. They just chose $140 million. And, um, and that freed up salary cap space, as he said, probably to sign Jameis Winston who could win the job thanks to Taysom Hill creating cap space. Voila, look who showed up in New Orleans yesterday. He back. Jameis Winston. <laughs> and then there's something also to hit on this show uh, later on is what about the Bears quarterback situation? I'll ask that about Albert Breer. Is it possible that by the end of today, a Chicago Bears fan base that thought maybe Mitchell Trubisky could be the man. Then they were down on him. Then the new coach comes in and wins coach of the year and Trubisky takes him to the playoffs in which they get double doinked out of it. Maybe Trubisky's the guy. Then the next year, Nagy doesn't look anything like the coach of the year and Trubisky doesn't look anything like that guy. So they're bringing in Nick Foles to push him. Guy who won that playoff game due to the double doink. Let's bring in Foles to push him. And they give Trubisky the job anyway and then yank him after having a winning record in the first quarter of the season to put Foles in and Foles beats Tom Brady and then regresses and they put Trubisky back in because Foles gets hurt. And Trubisky plays pretty well. Got to go higher register towards the finish of the season. And then they don't pick up an option as we already knew going into the season and they let him walk to free agency. And after all of that, could by the end of today, Bears fans be staring down the quarterback competition barrel of Foles versus Andy Dalton? Could that be the case? <laughs> I mean, Bears fans. Would Bears fans want Trubisky back under those circumstances? Oof. Is Russell Wilson walking through that door? Could it be possible, what the New York Daily News reported yesterday, that Carroll, like Sam Darnold, would be willing to maybe do that swap? Source says, unnamed source, dreaded unnamed source. Unnamed, unnamed source is the absolute outlier at the source <laughs> Thanksgiving table set by Per. Are they sitting at the kids' per table? Per source. Could Sam Darnold be a Bear? Could he be a Seattle Seahawks or a Jet? I mean, here we go. Could it be Dalton versus Foles? Could it be that? 
in Chicago. I, mean, uh, I would have to get every Bear fan I know on the phone. Walk right into Lake <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> like, just... And then we haven't even touched upon, but we will, the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to the nation's capital to play for the Washington football team. Because why wouldn't he? It is going to be all sorts of a delicious three-hour program. A lot of ball to be talked. And TJ Jefferson news that I'm very excited about. <laughs> so if you will, come on down and stick with us here on the Rich Eisen Show if you already haven't. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Albert Breer calls us when we come back. The latest in the NFL free agency market. And your calls. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen wow. Show, 844-204-RICH <laughs> wow. is the number to dial. Just before we check in with Albert Breer, the Patriots haven't signed anybody in the last five minutes, right? It doesn't look like that. Okay, it, it, like it, it is. Belichick bought Del Tufo's boat in the last five minutes because he's just spending money. Like he wants that. a second boat it's next It's got a summer. name now. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man who yeah. writes the MMQB for Sports Illustrated, uh, Albert Breer, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Albert? I'm good. I'm good. Got to have your head on a swivel for Bill these days, huh? Well, I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. As, as I said, Albert, there's a new cryptocurrency in the NFL, and it's called Billcoin. Um, and I, I, I didn't see this one coming. I knew they had a ton of cap space, and they might be, they might be active, but not like the leader in the clubhouse by far and away. What do you owe this spending spree to, Albert Breer? Well, I think first of all, it's you know, sort of a recognition that they hadn't drafted well um, a few years ago. And if you look at it, like 
2015, 16, 17, 18, um, really just didn't do a good job, which is how this cap space was generated in the first place because if you don't have anybody in your own roster to pay, then you're going to wind up with, a, with this sort of vacuum. Um, you know, and I, so I think it's, it's partially that. I think it's an acknowledgement that they've messed up with even more recent draft picks like Nikhil Harry and the two tight ends they took last year and that they need to move to fix those positions quickly. Um, you know, and then I think it's also uh, yeah, just a acknowledgement that they're going to have to do things a little bit differently with, without Tom Brady as their quarterback. And I think over 20 years they got in such a comfort zone where no matter what was going wrong, they could find a way to work around it. Um, to like, like, and, and whether you know offensive line issues, Brady gets ball rid of the ball quicker. Uh, you know, receivers who can't separate, he's going to be a little bit more accurate. Defense that can't play, well, we're going to we're, we're cool getting into shootouts because we have 12. All of that, you know, I, I think there's like an acknowledgement that now um, they have to build a little bit differently and they have to be a little bit more aggressive, and um, they don't have the crutch of Brady anymore. And so, you know, I think there was. Uh, in a lot of ways, a reckoning in 2020. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of things that maybe they believe to be true wound up being a little bit more rickety than they, they, than they would have expected they'd be. And so are they done? <laughs> like what, what, <laughs> no. what, what more move, no. what other moves are, are, are remaining? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll give you Leonard Fournette's name. I know he's one they've kicked tires on, and I think they're in it with the with the Bucks and the Seahawks on him. Um, you know, and then I think the obvious thing that's that's um, that's sort of kind of hovering over everything is the quarterback, and I don't think they're done at quarterback. Now, I can't tell you whether or not that's going to be a veteran or a draft pick. I think they'll take someone in the draft regardless at some point. The question is where. Um, you know, but I, I think that they definitely, if Jimmy Garoppolo were to become available, they would definitely be involved in that. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson? Um, you know, and then if this isn't taken care of by the draft, I think you probably look at them taking someone somewhere in the first three rounds. And, and, and maybe if they fall in love with one of the guys in the first round. Um, I don't think it's any surprise that Cam Newton's back for 2020. Um, you know, they felt like he... I think he, that he was very hamstrung by what was around him last year. Another chance. I, I felt like all along what would be the real surprise is if they brought him back without any real competition. So I think the real competition is coming. The question is going to be from where. And, you know, I, I started the show by saying that uh, free agency once again has given us a season-long storyline uh, arc to follow, which is will will this work out for the Patriots? I mean, how's it going to work out with uh, – with four new parts in Aguilar and Bourne and Smith and Henry for a quarterback that, um, you know, despite his Hall of his MVP, um, you know, uh, abilities on his resume, uh, last year was still, you know, uh, referred yeah. to as a steep learning curve. I mean, how does this all get put together? is definitely a storyline of 2021 that I did not see coming, coming into free agency two days ago. It's amazing. No, Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's going to be interesting because I do think, um, you know, they took the, uh, the, the circumstances of last year into account, like I said, like they didn't put a lot around him. And I think they felt like he could have been better if he had a little bit more around him. So that's a factor, obviously the pandemic, um, you know, just changed the dynamic for everybody. You know, Cam himself got COVID and didn't play very well after that. And that's just a fact. 
Um, and they also, you know, they didn't sign him until July 1st. So, yeah, I mean, forget, like, not being able to go in the building. You know, he wasn't on the team in April and May and June. So they didn't get a chance to know him or build an offense around him until the summer. So I think all those things are factors. And, you know, what's so interesting to me about, um, you know, the, 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 the way that they've sort of went to rebuild the offense, look how tight end centric it is. Okay. I, I mean, I can tell you on good authority that what sold to John U. Smith and to Hunter Henry um, and getting both of those guys to come there, because you would think like, if you were one of those guys and, you know, like, you know, if you're Hunter Henry and John who signs there, well, why would you go there? Um, what they sold those guys was this is going to be an offense that's like the one we ran in 2010 and 11 and 12 when we had Rob Gronkowski and, um, and, and, uh, and Aaron Hernandez. And, like, I think the, the, the flip side of that, and this is where you see a little synergy with the team and the player. Who was Cam's most trusted target in Carolina for all those years? Greg Who was Olson. the one guy he couldn't do without? Greg Olson. Greg Olson. Yeah. Right. So, um, so I do think that, you know, I mean, look, like, I can't tell you Cam Newton's going to be the starter week one. Again, I think he's going to have to compete for it. But, you know, if you look at it and you look at the way the offense is built now around the tight ends, you could certainly see where it would probably be a little bit more comfortable one for Cam to play in than, than, than what he played in last year. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk Steelers, Albert. This fascinates me because Bud Dupree hit it. Did he hit it? And we were all concerned about yeah. him being able to hit it because of his blown out knee, um, at, mm-hmm. you know, late in the stages of last year. And, um, and he's winding up on Tennessee with that contract. And Juju, we're all expecting to see go. And Pouncey retires, but Ben returns. What is this team going to be looking like? Because I'll tell you right now, I, I would place a bet, you know, figuratively, of course, uh, being an NFL employee, uh, I, I, I would place uh, my belief uh, in the Patriots to have a better season than the Steelers as we're sitting here right now. What do you got for me on that front? I think it's a, I think it's a fair thing to look at, like that those two teams have sort of, yeah, I, I think that, you know you could look at the Steelers and say maybe they're descending a little bit, and obviously after everything the Patriots have done, they're 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 ascending a little bit. Um, I look at like what the Steelers are doing as sort of a, you know, they're moving in this period where they're going to have to sort of pay some of the guys that they have like assembled over the last few years, and I think guys that were really responsible for the eleven and zero start last year. And so, you know, going forward, what do you do about Minka Fitzpatrick? Well, you're going to have to pay him. What are you going to do about T.J. Watt? He should get a monster contract, right? I think we can all agree on that. Right. Um, you know, so you see some of the pieces, the younger pieces that they've hit on that allowed them to start the way they started last year. And, you know, I think this is sort of a period of transition where the core is changing from guys to, like, Ben, like Stefan Tuitt, like Cam Hayward, um, that have been there forever now more towards guys like Watt, guys like Minka Fitzpatrick, guys like Devin Bush, who I think they still have very high hopes for, even though he got hurt last year. And so I think Ben is in an interesting spot in that, you know, at his age, I think you'd like your team to be all in, but because of where the Steelers are logistically, it's a little bit of a time of transition for them where, you know, I really do think that this is, you know, in two or three years, it's going to be Minka Fitzpatrick, T.J. Watt, you know, uh, Devin Bush's team. No, I, I hear you, but this is Big Ben's last year, and you know, right? I, I, That's I, the I, thing it, about it. You gotta, yeah. So, I mean, I know you're talking down the road, but we're talking 2021. 
a world in which the Chiefs went and got Joe Tooney to protect um, yeah. Mahomes, which I thought was an outstanding maneuver on their part, and they are going to reconfigure their line so it doesn't look like Super Bowl 55 for all 17 weeks next year. And then you're you're looking at, obviously, what the Ravens and the Browns have in your own division, in your own house, right? So yep. this is this is it. This is where rubber meets road If 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 they had to have some sort of you know, Rooney Roethlisberger Yalta Summit to just make this one year work. You got to figure that this is it. Don't don't you have to? Yeah, go now, right? I mean, and I, I understand what you're saying, but they were, I mean, they weren't quite as strapped as like say the Saints or the the Eagles who are coming in, but to to the league year, but it, they weren't that far off, you know. And um, I'll add to that, like Kevin Colbert's year to year very much now. I mean, he's been upfront about that, right? Like every year he signs a one year extension, and the question is whether or not he's going to be back. You know, Mike Tomlin's now been there. Believe it or not, this year will be his 15th year. He's going to have been there now as long as Bill Cower was there. How about that? So, you know, I do think, yeah, I just made you feel old there, didn't I? Mm, it's just amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, look, I, I look at it and, like, I. You know, I, I think this is just sort of the way the Steelers have always operated, where they don't really, I mean, they don't really go and pounce on other people's free agents. And when they do, they're very selective. And they've hit on some of those guys. Like Joe Hayden, I, that's that's one they really hit on, right? Like, and he's come in and helped shore up a real trouble spot for them. Um, so, so, you know, you see some of the things that they've done, um, and really, I mean, this is just their MO. I mean, this is the way they've always operated. This is why they've been who they've been for the last, you know, 30 years. And, um, you know, I, I understand because of what Tampa's done, Rich, that like a lot of people look at it and say, well, if you have an older quarterback, you got to do what Tampa's done. And that's why, you know, Aaron Rodgers now is ruffling feathers with the Packers and why Russell Wilson's ruffling feathers with the Seahawks. Just, I, like the Steelers just operate differently than other teams, you know? And I, I don't know that Kevin Colbert or Mike Tomlin, even if they are you know, closer to the, the end than they are the beginning in their time with the Steelers, like, I, I don't know that those guys are going to move off of the way that they've done business for a very long time just because Tampa did things a little bit differently and won a Super Bowl that way. Albert Bree here on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, you mentioned Russell Wilson. Look, you, you you got your ear to the ground, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, as much as anybody else, uh, Albert, and you're very attuned to what you hear more than others. And so you know, you've heard what I've heard too over the last several years, rumors that Russell and the Seahawks aren't really as, as copacetic as somebody who says go Hawks at the end of every interview, and we've heard that. Now mm-hmm. this stuff is out and nothing happened. You know, you even heard like, hey, every, every year for the draft, like keep an eye on the Seahawks choosing a quarterback doesn't happen yeah now though it's out in the open now this what we've been hearing rumblings is now flat out out in the open but stop me from you know uh from feeling like nothing's going to happen anyway you know because that's the way i feel like it's just it's going to be out in the open but now this is the ultimate shot across the bow of whatever that means that he's going to force his way out or or demand his way out i i it doesn't seem like this is going to happen. Still, am I wrong, or or are you going yeah, to keep I mean, the I, Bears? Or, or you know, what, you know, what I thought was you know, what I thought was interesting. You know, we all made a big deal um, out of John, and and look, like Russell's can't make a big deal out of it too. Like John Schneider showing up at um, at Josh Allen's pro day. Was it three years ago now? Three years ago now, yeah, right? twenty eighteen. Um, 
Yeah, so they made a big deal out of that. And where was John Schneider last Friday? Do you know? Was he was he at Yep, he was front and center at Trey Lance's pro day. Now think about this: like if he was going to, you know, say, yeah, if he was going to say Ohio State to go see um, Justin Fields or Alabama to go see Mac Jones, it's easy to kind of, you know, say, okay, like, well, I was there to see this player or that player. If you're going to North Dakota State, I know they've got a lineman there who's pretty good, but you're probably there to see the quarterback. And so, you know, I just think that, like, and I know John likes to go see all the quarterbacks in person, but to me, like, I think that that's, like, there was something symbolic about that, too, which is we're going to operate like we've always operated. And, yes, you know, we're going to try to put a really good team around you, Russell, but we're not going to con- we're not going to be held hostage by this situation. We're going to kind of move forward, and I I really have to believe, Rich, like just knowing what I know, that Russell Wilson signed his last contract with the Seahawks. Things could change over the next two or three years. There could be different people in charge for all we know. Um, but I I think right now um, the likelihood is that Russell has signed his last contract with the Seahawks, and then the question becomes, okay, well then when do they move him and how does he wind up on another team? And they have three years to figure that out, you know? And so I, I don't think it happens this year in part because they don't have a first round pick. They don't have a clear answer on who would be the quarterback after Russell Wilson on the roster, a clear path to that because they don't have a first round pick this year. Um, you know, but I certainly think that this is something that's going to linger and again, like, you know, I, you know, I don't think that the Seahawks are going to suddenly go on hands and knees to, to Russell Wilson and say whatever you want. Um, you know, and I think that, that John Schneider showing up in Fargo last Friday was a, was a good illustration of that as any that we've got. And then what's, uh, what's the latest on, on, uh, on Deshaun Watson, if there is one, uh, our, our colleague in the NFL media group, um, your former one, yep. my current one, Jim Trotter was on the show. I got Steve Weich of the Huddle and Flow podcast on Thursday. Their conversation with David Cully was something else last week. And then, yep. you know, Jim dropped here because I, I said on the show, like, look, you know, if Watson is going to get boxed in, which appears to be one way that he would term it, I, I would say, um, and then at some point during the summer, potentially, if it does go that long, they're going to force him to choose between his money and his principles. And that's a spot where no athlete really wants to be. Certainly, if you're going to be portrayed in the media or certain places as something you're not, uh, and and so on and so forth. That I, I asked Jim, like, when, when's he going to say something publicly uh, to change that narrative because he could get out of that box with just one sit-down interview with somebody or or one Instagram post. And he's just like, why would he want to say anything? He's not going to win anything by saying anything. And, and intimated that there's a camera crew following him right now to chronicle this whole thing. And he will have, you will hear from him by the time it's over is what Jim Trotter had to say. What are you hearing about this whole business right now, Albert? So I, I can tell you what other teams are getting when they're calling Nick Casario, the new general manager Please. there. Nick's basically said to every team that's called, you can ask me about any player but the quarterback. Um, so, like, that's sort of what they're being greeted with. Now, that doesn't mean offers aren't being made. That doesn't mean that Nick, even though he's saying he's not taking offers, isn't writing things down, you know? Like, okay, he said he'd give me this. He said he'd give me that. I Like, I, you know, but right now, his stance to other teams has been, I, I'm willing to talk about anybody. I'm not willing to talk about 
trading Deshaun Watson. Um, and so, you know, that leaves you at the stalemate where the team isn't willing to talk about trading the player and the player um, doesn't want to play for the team. So, like, I think, like, at this point, like, anybody saying they know what's going to happen, I think there's some guesswork there. But I heard what you heard, too, and, and, and on Jim and, um, and Steve's podcast there that, that, uh, that Deshaun did say, or uh, that, that David Culley did say, he's our quarterback right now. And I think that's significant, too, you know, because even if that's a little bit of a slip, that means he's at least thought about or maybe talked about internally um, with Nick and other people in the building, like what happens if we can't solve this? Yeah, how, about, so, how, how could they not have those conversations, Albert? I mean, you, I think they'd have to. Yeah, you have you'd to, absolutely I mean. have to. And here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. There's no deadline right now. Like some quarterbacks, like the Jets, like I'll give you an example. Like the Jets, like if they don't deal Sam Darnold this week, like then, you know, maybe that hurts their value a little bit because seats, you know, seats will fill up in other places. I, I, I honestly believe this. Like Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, their value like supersedes that. Their value, those two guys, like their teams can hold on to them and they won't lose value. They're good enough where other teams will throw their quarterbacks overboard to go and get them. <laughs> and so like, I, I just don't think that there's any rush to do anything right now. To me, the real pressure point is the draft because if the Texans get to, like, if you trade him after the draft, now you're trading him for future draft picks, for future assets, where you don't know if that pick you're trading for is going to be the 10th pick or the 25th pick. If they were to trade him to the Jets or Dolphins right now, you know what? They know. All right, that's a second pick. That's a third pick. We can find his replacement with that pick. So that's why I think, like, the, the, the draft is sort of, Maybe the, 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 the next important milepost here. I think this week is fairly irrelevant to both, um, to, 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 to the value of either guy. Now, teams like the Bears, you know, teams might want you to give them an answer, but I don't think it hurts the Seahawks or Texans to sit on the quarterbacks right now. I think where the, tech, where the Texans have to be looking at going forward, the Seahawks too, would be – we probably should make a, for the good of our team, for the good of our franchise, for the good of our 2021 season, we probably should be seeking some sort of answer by the time we get to the draft. I mean, and then, and then at some point, you know, the pieces will, will maybe stay the same. And, you know, if that happens, then, then guys like Alex Smith and potentially Andy Dalton, unless the Bears jump on him now, um, right? Trubisky. Yeah, uh, all, all, there's going to be a glut, right? When you say there could, there could literally yeah. wind up a glut of quarterbacks, youthful and also uh, highly experienced, that are sitting there saying, "What next?" When it's all said sure. and done, I, I, I agree with that. But I mean, like, I, I think I think the other thing is too, like, you know, some of these teams have placeholders where I mean, look, like, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is making 21 million a year. Okay, the Panthers would happily either figure out what to do with that if they can wind up with Deshaun Watson. You know, the Bears have Nick Foles on their roster. Do they think Nick Foles is going to be their week one starter? No, but at least having him there gives you some flexibility going forward. Washington, you know, Washington now has Ryan Fitzpatrick there. They think that they're the best team in the division. They have a right to think that because they won the division last year, and they think that they can win the division again with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But if Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson were to become available, would they kick tires on it? Sure. So I, I, I do I do understand what you're saying where it's like, well, we can't bring this guy or that guy in 
um, you know, when Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson are out there still, I still look at it like, you know, if I'm the Bears, like, for example, because they've been connected to Russell, let's use them, and you're looking at it, you're, you're talking to Andy Dalton, you say to Andy, look, we really like you. We'd love to have you in here. Um, you, have an, you have a relationship with our offensive coordinator, played for him in Cincinnati. Um, we like a lot of things about you. But you just have to understand that if one of these two other guys become available, hit the bricks. We, huh? Hit the bricks. The bricks may yeah, be hit. I mean, like that's it, right? Like that's it. But but at least you're being honest with the guy then, right? Like so, I I personally think there are ways around that, don't you? I mean, no, like I it, it seems like a pretty simple thing. No, I hear you, Albert. Thanks for the time. You're uh, you're phenomenal as always. We'll chat soon. You'll be well. Awesome. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate you it. You guys, Albert Breer here on the Rich Johnson Show. Hit the bricks. Get out of here. Hit the bricks. Get out. We love you. But Deshaun, oh, it's it's like that meme, right? Where somebody's walking with a girl yeah. and then looks at the other shoulder. <laughs> exactly. What's that mean? Yeah. Hi. Free agency. Deshaun Watson, Andy Dalton, Bears. Ooh. Okay, uh, we'll take a break. <laughs> we'll take a break. Big show news. I couldn't be more excited about this. Honestly, I am through the roof. And then your phone calls, 844-204-RICH. Before we hit hour number two, Michael Lombardi will join us to tell us what's in Belichick's brain. It's coming up. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, we just saw Sean Payton. From our Super Bowl years ago, uh, Sean Payton telling DP he thinks the Saints are done at quarterback, and he's told both Jameis and Taysom they're going to compete. I think the he thinks they're done is uh, I mean if Russell drops out of the sky, yeah, <laughs> hit the bricks. Uh, You're a quarterback for the now. Bricks. So I teased this before. I'm going to put a pause in the uh, spinning free agency wheel <laughs> for this big Rich Eisen show news. T.J. Jefferson, yes sir. Have you ever heard the words in your life? Come on down. Have you ever heard those words, T.J. Jefferson? I was in county court once, about <laughs> 10 years ago. No, 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 that, no, no, no. T.J. Jefferson, come on down to win a possibility to get some cash and prizes. Is yes. that, is hey. that, is this, <laughs> is this rumor that we're hearing around the Rich Eisen Show studio true? That, that you have been tapped 
yeah. as a possible contestant to be placed in the audience. For the price is of right. the price is right. Yes, sir. It's been a, a, a culmination of a lifelong dream of mine. So you, uh, I didn't know. Did you try out? Did this so actually happen? A few months ago, I think it was probably uh, December. Okay. I was randomly online. I saw an email that said, hey, try out for Price is Right. So I was sitting there bored and I put my email in and the next day I get an email like, hey, we want you to take part in the Zoom call. So I'm like, all right, bet. Okay. So we, I did a Zoom interview in with? My, uh, with a casting producer okay. from The Price is Right. I had oh. it set up in my, my bedroom. And I'm sure people are out there like, Drew Carey's not on the Zoom? Of course <laughs> he's Drew not Carey on the Zoom. Was no, not, this is was not on okay. the Zoom. And right. it, it was, you know, and they basically asked me some questions. And then the really weird thing is, because you guys know me, I'm kind of more like a laid back type of cat. They wanted you to act as if you were literally on the show. So that mean, meant I had to walk off camera and then kind of burst into here. it like kaboom, guess who stepped in the room? And like you've been, you've just, like been, I just, you just got heard your voice come on down and I'm screaming row. and I'm yelling and I'm going through all the antics, you know, <laughs> really? the stuff that's not that's really part of the process. <laughs> yeah. And it's not really me because I'm more chill, but it's like I had to be like in the moment yelling, screaming, okay. doing all this. It was about a 20 minute interview. They asked some questions. And everything I did, I had to, you know, I had to emote like I was back doing uh, just horsing around in Hicksville in seventh grade at Keith Junior High in Altoona. I had to emote worked. to the top row. And it worked? Apparently it worked. It the, worked. Guy, the guy was like, you know, I really like you. I, he goes, don't even worry about it. It's going to be like six weeks before we make a decision. So don't check every day. He goes, but I got to be honest. I like your chances. I thought you were great. Now, of course, they're going to tell everybody that, right? They're not going to get off the phone and go, you yo, never you suck. know. Yeah. So I was like, all right. It's Los Angeles. People who say, I love your show idea. And then they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So <laughs> pitch uh, meetings I, fail in this I, town with people lying to you <laughs> with a straight face okay. right? every day. I so, love your work. Sure. So, I, you know, six or so weeks go by and I, I haven't forgotten about it, but I was just like, all right, cool, whatever. And then I, get, I got a text message on Saturday afternoon. And it to was, come on down? It was basically like, I, you... I've been chosen. I have to go take a COVID test on the day before, okay. which is a Sunday. Okay. And then we go there. Now, the thing is, Del Tufo and I were talking about this yesterday. There's no crowd, I'm assuming. So I'm not sure if by going through all that, I'm actually going to be on the show, or I still have to go there and kind of see well, if, if you're I get picked. If you're getting it, no, no, no. The way it works, from you know, from what I've been told because i think you know my brother and uh and niece got in uh the building once mm -hmm. is that you're in the building i mean if you're getting a covid test you're getting tested yeah so you're in the building and then it's possible they put call you to come on what day is this it'll be monday the 29th okay so yeah Sorry, are you don't let us down? <laughs> so is it? It's in the afternoon. It's, it's in, in the, the afternoon. It'll be after the show. So I be I can keep my Cal Ripken Jr. streak of not missing a show okay. alive, which well, is very important way, to me. By the way, I would absolutely say this yeah. is this is. I mean, I spent amazing. <laughs> you have no idea how much work at the University of Michigan I blew off to stay at home and watch the Prices Right. Like I watched so much Prices Right that I knew that. The mark that Bob Barker stood on on the stage, like if he did not move mm -hmm. from his mark of contestants row, calling someone out of contestants row, if he did not move, I knew they were about to give away a brand new car because he was about to point in a certain part of the stage. Right. And oh, he okay. had to stand in a certain spot. Like I already knew his markings on the stage. That's how much I've watched this show. You were deep into it. And man. I'm just hoping for, you know, uh, dude, one year we got to call the NFL Network. Asking me if I wanted to, you know, help promote the Super Bowl on CBS, which I didn't think required that. 
you know, by appearing on on to uh, do, do, do appear to give away a showcase on The Price is Right. And I said, in a million years, absolutely. Oh, a million times out of a million, I would do this. My one request, though, is I had to say the words brand new car. I had to. I okay. wanted, like, I had to. Done. I gave away a brand new car. It was a double over, spoiler alert. So nobody <laughs> won anything in the in the showcase. But this, this is amazing. Well, you know, this Do is you have a t shirt made up? Are you gonna have a t shirt made up and everything? Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't thought that deep about you it. You have yet, to, to come on now. You. All right, that's what we're gonna have to spend the next week and a half. We gotta do something. <laughs> I could see you're I could see you're not as into it as, as I am right now. Yeah, you you gotta you've gotta if you get this game, a little cliffhanger. No, you want the putting game. Yes, yeah, you I punch mean, every day. You want hole one or two. two. Like, that's what you one. want. If I get that, it's a wrap, okay. all right? I'm winning the Maserati. I'm just putting that <laughs> out there. The I'm going to uh, put it. Uh, you've been uh, away yeah. a long time. They don't give away Maserati. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I want to roll. All right, everybody. TJ, <laughs> make us proud. Come on down. Make us proud. We'll be back. Hour two, Michael Lombardi in a second.